Welcome back to episode 126 of the Woman of Marvel podcast, where we assemble to chat all things Marvel and more. This is Judy Stevens, producer. We return this week with another installment of The Voices Marvel, a celebration of the creative voices here at Marvel, those who built Marvel's legacy and those who continue to move it forward. A true behind-the-scenes look as to who they are as artists, storytellers, and, of course, Marvel fans. Join us as we welcome Yona Harvey to the podcast. Welcome back to the Women of Marvel podcast, where the women of Marvel assemble to talk all things Marvel and more. I'm Adri Cowan. I'm the social media manager. I'm Judy Stevens, producer. And I'm Sana Manath, director of content and character development here at Marvel. Uh, and I'd like to introduce a very special guest, uh, Yona Harvey, who is a new to Marvel writer, but an acclaimed uh, poet. Um, outside of comics for a while now, and a professor at uh, University of Pittsburgh. Um, at, that's correct, right? Yona, you're still there. That's correct. Yes. I'm still here. Well, thanks <laughs> Thanks so much for, for joining us um, on this podcast and becoming an official woman of Marvel uh, by writing your first Marvel comic with us. Ooh. Thank you. Ooh, that feels good. <laughs> yes, we're, we're a powerful bunch here, so... Uh, you are just about to experience uh, just a, a, a small, a small uh, uh, microcosm of, of the rest of the women of Marvel and Marvel fans out there. Um, so uh, why don't we just kind of kick this off? I know that this is your first um, uh, comics experience, writing experience ever, right? Like this is, you weren't really necessarily um, obviously writing comics, but were you reading comics? Like how has this transition been for you? Right, yeah, I wasn't necessarily writing comics. I, I, I'm a late bloomer in comics and most things, so I really started reading comics around the time I was 18 as a college undergraduate. <laughs> that's still pretty, I mean, that's actually yeah. pretty, that's actually a while ago. That's that's pretty good, because a lot of people... A long we, time ago. Yeah, a lot of people <laughs> that we talk to on this podcast are just started like in the last like year or two yeah. and that's really who we're trying to oh, trying to bring in okay so you're kind of a veteran i would say <laughs> yeah you're not as green as you think <laughs> kind of you know it's just kind of an all-over sporadic experience you know just little things would come up here and there depending on where i was in my life so like at the beginning i read I don't know, like um, Spawn and Brother Man comics. And I, I had a lot of, uh, a little core group of friends in college. And I just pretty much read the things that were around their dorm rooms or whatever. Well, well, that's good for, you know, obviously having to write a comic. A lot of, some of the people that we've been talking to have, like, maybe not necessarily ever read a comic. So to change gears and sort of write comics, this is, a, it was good for you to have sort of a base understanding of, how the pages flow and the story moves. So. Definitely. I, I think that helped a lot. Um, although, you know, the funny thing is I also realized just like being a fan and 
loving to read them is still so different from trying to write a story, you know? So, especially for a poet, I think it could, you know, I could be sort of nonlinear in my thinking. And so it required like a little bit of a different kind of discipline, I guess. So why don't you talk a little bit about the the process right now? We've you know you you're writing World of Wakanda with Roxane Gay and Tanisi Coates, and um, in the first issue, uh, you, you write a story about the character of of Zenzi. If if people are not reading Black Panther, they should because Zenzi's um, sort of like a rebel within Wakanda. Um, but you explore that story. But why don't you talk obviously about the story itself? But what you know, getting into the mind of Zenzi and getting into literally the world of Wakanda um, from the point of view of a poet, what what that's been like for you? Hmm. Well, I think for me, she was kind of an ideal character to write about just because she was so uh, mysterious and she didn't say a whole, whole lot, you know, even though she had a huge effect, I guess, on the um, world of Wakanda. So I liked trying to solve the puzzle of that, trying to get inside her head. So there was just enough constraints and then a whole lot of freedom just to think about what our motivations were and things like that. So I found that to be pretty dynamic as far as that goes. So who do you, who is Zenzi to you? What do you mean by that? I mean, when you are trying to get into the mind of this character, like, what do you think she stands for? Um, what do you think her vulnerabilities are, what she wants? Oh, I see. I, I feel in a lot of ways, I mean, of course she's rebellious, like you said, but she seems also dissatisfied or maybe a little bit suspicious. She's a person who kind of, like, wants to dig beneath the surface. You know, she's not satisfied with just saying, okay, well, the monarchy says this or the Black Panther says this, you know, she's pushing the boundaries a little bit more. I like that about her. So, you know, obviously you're a poet first and foremost, sort of what was the process moving from from writing poetry, which is saying a lot in less words to, I mean, sort of the similar in comics, but like having to be able to tell a story with more than just words? Mm, well, it's funny. Like, I think as a poet, I still feel like a very visual thinker. Um, but I think with, you know, trying to translate that to comics, I think it still had a little bit more to do with um, maybe having a clearer sense of where how I thought the story might progress. And that's not always an issue that's up front in poetry. With poetry, there can be like a mood or feeling, and but storytelling, you have to be much clearer than that. I mean, there's a definite time and place and setting. So that took some getting used to. Did you find that there was like a flow to the way that you placed your dialogue and your narration captions within the pages? Because, you know, what I noticed was, you know, a lot of times when we bring in prose writers to, you know, write comics for the first time, um, 
it's a it's a rougher transition because they're trying to get in a certain amount of words or shortening the amount of words that they have on a page so it complements the dialogue. Um, but what's really interesting about the way that you write is that you know you write with a with a cadence, which is very natural to poetry of, as well. But that there's right. there's actually that's exactly how you should be writing on the page for a, a comic book. Um, right. You know, <laughs> the, the rhythm between visuals and, 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 and words um, is extremely important, you know. Right. That's actually, um, that's very well said. I, I, don't know, I don't even think I was that conscious of it in terms of cadence, but definitely I could see, I definitely see that now. And also compression. I mean, that definitely, I was aware of that, you know, yeah. feeling like, I only have so many words that I can fit in this box. So how can I be in dialogue with what I imagine maybe the picture will look like mm-hmm. and not cram too many words into the space? And in that way, I think the poetry came in very handy, you know, because if you write in forms or what have you, there's like maybe a certain amount of syllables or a certain number of lines. So I feel like I was used to working through that kind of puzzle. So that was very fun for me. Yeah, yeah, it's a because it's a it's a visual manifestation of of your poetry f- comics. If yeah. You think about it that way. Mm-hmm. It's you've been a comics writer <laughs> for a while. <laughs> so, uh, so what yeah, was it yeah. what was it like seeing your writing come to life the first time, you know, you were sent the pages of the art and was that like a new experience? Oh, my God, yeah. It, it was so sappy. I really thought, I felt, like, teary It's so because it's so uh, collaborative. You don't, I had no idea really what it would look like, even though I had seen and really loved Afua Richardson's work. You know, I'd never met her, and we didn't communicate a whole, whole lot. So it was just like, I don't know, like a little present or magic. It was like, wow, okay this is how she saw that scene that we, you know, laid out on the, in, in the script. I, I love that. It was a really great surprise. Did you, did you ever have any like feedback? Or you were just sort of like, this is amazing. Cause I feel like the final piece obviously is the colors, like being able to see the, mm. the mood. Cause you talked about how your words have in poetry have a mood, but I feel like the mood, a lot of times the final, like, you know, cover of it is, is the color, is the, what the color yeah. brings. Yeah. I didn't, I, I didn't, um, I really wasn't sure what it would look like. I suspected that there would be some really cool green hues. And so that definitely, that came through. Um, but I didn't know, honestly, I didn't know. It was just a pleasant surprise. So, you know, I had a, a question. We, we get to talk to a lot of, you know, really fantastic writers from different experiences and backgrounds, um, people who've never written comics before, people who've been writing, um, you know, television shows, and who sort of lend their, their creative voice. And the biggest thing is, the, the, the biggest question that we get is, you know, what, what would your advice be to aspiring writers, really in any fields, but specifically aspiring writers, people who want to come in and, and, and tell a story. And you, obviously, are a teacher. 
Um, so you're the best person <laughs> to ask this question. Um, what is, you know, what is the advice that you give as a professor, as a, that you give to your students about trying to find their own unique creative voice, um, how to find it and how to be able to, 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 to do the work to be able to get there? Mm, that's such a good question. Um, oh, thank you. I feel like, oh, go ahead. No, no, I was just thanking you for, for complimenting me. <laughs> I, I don't know. I feel like one of the common things I tell them is to be honest about the story that they're actually trying to tell. I think it's so funny how at such a young age they get preoccupied with strange things like copyright and uh trying to get into a certain type of journal or whatever. So, I, I mean, the very first thing is just to try to pull out of them the, the real story that they want to tell and maybe not the one that they think that they should tell. Huh. And then, you know, to be disciplined about it. Like, I think there's this perception that it's just magic and you feel happy all the time when you're writing. So I'm trying to tell them, you know, Right when you're sleepy, right when you're caffeinated, right when you're <laughs> you're depressed, <laughs> you're sober, yeah. <laughs> right, because writing as a job, it's like you just have to do it. There, yeah. there's not going to be a magical time that's just going to work every day. Right, that's right. So, although yeah. when when I write when I write when I'm sleepy, I write some pretty trippy things. <laughs> <laughs> I should, I will recite it once on one of these podcasts. And we then should, I will get fired. We should do our poetry hour. <laughs> yes. A fireside poetry hour. I have poetry from high school I could dig up. Oh, my God. Me, too. I was an angsty, angsty <laughs> young woman. And, you know, you can I critique mean, all of it. Of course. If you're writing, like, maybe every day, then you wouldn't have to worry about that so much. Oh, okay. There'd be less pressure to write when you're sleepy, maybe. I don't know. No, that's 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 really, really great, great advice. Um, all right, so... So now is the time that we do some quick fire questions. So these are meant to be more like nerdy questions. So, you know, pull up your the the young college college Yona who's into comics back in the day. Put that hat on. There's no wrong answer, but you just have to give us the first answer that comes to mind. Um, You ready? We have three questions. Okay, Okay, I'm ready. What would be your superpower of choice? Mm, probably invisibility. Okay. Who would you want as your bodyguard from the Marvel Universe? Wow. Oh, that's a great question. From the Marvel Universe. Mm, maybe Spider-Man. <laughs> he seems like he'd be fun to hang out with. Yeah. He wouldn't just be stagnantly sitting there staring at you. Well, he'd tell jokes. I mean, I can't, he's not he's not as strong as like the Hulk, so no, uh, that's interesting. And yeah, I mean, you might not be safe all the time, but at least you'd be we entertained. Could, we could go and get you pizza. <laughs> yeah, but he'd be stealthy, right? You he'd know, be like, the idea of like avoiding trouble. You know, keeping the invisibility thing going. Like a good bodyguard can just keep you from yeah being in a bad situation in the first place. Huh. <laughs> this says a lot about your psychology, Yona. Yeah. <laughs> you want to be invisible. You want to be hidden. Interesting. <laughs> and last quick fire cue. Who in the Marvel Universe do you wish was your best friend? Oh, oh that's good too. Um, 
Oh, it'll be such a cliche, but I'd say Storm. <laughs> mm. She'd be great. Why Storm? She said, well, she's very cool. She's delivered a baby in some stories. I mean, there's a lot to gossip and go on about with Storm. <laughs> I guess maybe runner-up might be Misty Knight. But, I, I yeah. like that you're like, well, you know, randomly, if you like are pregnant and you need someone to deliver a baby, <laughs> at least your best friend Storm will be able to handle that. <laughs> Or gossip. I mean, both of them would be good gossipers, I think. And she could get you out of work for, like, weather things. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, no, I have to stay home. It's bad weather. (laughs) (laughs) Well, great. That's See, there was no wrong answer. Perfect. (laughs) Yeah. Younger younger Yona would be very proud of you. Yeah. It's a great job. So for those listening at home, uh, do you have a Twitter they could follow you at? Um, I do have a Twitter. At Yona Harvey. And a website, right? If people want to. Yeah, the website, yeah. yonaharvey.com. Oh. And also, everyone should be picking up World of Wakanda. Uh, it's on sale now. Uh, yes. Uh, well, issue one's on sale now. Issue two, I believe, is coming out shortly. Is it out yet? Ooh, I should have this information in front of you. We'll, uh, we'll make sure we include this in our news story for those, plus links for everyone if they want to go buy it, either, either in store or digitally. And obviously, pick up. Uh, Black Panther. And Yona, do you have any uh, a- any books you want to plug? Anything you're working on you want to let people know about? Not at the moment, no. <laughs> All right, great. <laughs> awesome. Well, in the future, you can find more about what uh, Yona is doing on her websites and, of course, on, on Twitter. Um, and uh, definitely check out Black Panther World of Wakanda. It is absolutely fantastic. Um, and just the whole Black Panther uh, series of, of comics that we have out right now. Um, really special, and I think um, people who do not know anything about Black Panther in about a year will be like, oh, man. I wish I had gotten those comics before because they're amazing. <laughs> because my two, everyone, everyone in the world is going to be knowing about Black Panther. So start here and, and you will be very, uh, uh, what is the word? Trendy? I don't Trend. know. So you're like in the in you'll crowd. You'll be a millennial. Yeah, oh. you'll be. <laughs> no, no. That's not an interchangeable word. Yeah, millennial is not yeah. a good word. It's not a good word. Because we're all millennials. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, thank you again for joining us. This has been amazing. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a lot of fun. I appreciate it. <laughs> okay, we'll check you guys later. This is Marvel, your universe. As always, if you have questions or suggestions, please email us at womanof at marvel.com or tweet at marvel with hashtag womanofmarvel. We'll be back next week with a few of our West Coast ladies. This is Marvel, your universe.